and we're back with the Not Dead Yet podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Happy Fat Tuesday, JP. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> not much. <laughs> no, we. Uh, I think we conquered the the trade show circuit with AHR and the Builder Show and wet. And wet. We just got back from wet and uh, pretty good, successful uh, trip. All in all, I think everybody was happy to be back face to face, talking, kicking tires showing new product, getting some learning going, and and just be back together and hoist a beer and say, hey, we missed you. So at the wet show, uh, they had the the rigid, well, not the rigid experience, but they had a rigid like meetup at their booth. And then mm-hmm. after they had a cocktail party and they put you in this room of like 50 people and it was sweaty and it was hot. And so I had to get some air. And so I went outside into the, the fine Indianapolis air and to my left, I look over, and my next guest was sitting there just hanging out. And we're going to bring him in right now, <laughs> Diego Lujan. <laughs> Buddy, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm better than I deserve. How you guys doing? Doing good. No, it was cool meeting you. You know, we talked briefly at the at that meetup. And um, I just remember uh, Felix was talking to you as well on the yeah, street. And he was just give, he was giving you all these props. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is like a rock star. I got to have him on the podcast. He is the rock star. It, it was um, it was a great experience. That was my first uh, convention like that. You know, yeah. First trade show. Um, yeah. So I got to meet a lot of people that uh, that I've been following on Instagram for quite a while. You know, we built yeah. a friendship through Instagram. And uh, it, it was definitely a neat experience. I was walking through and, and people I'd never even met before or even seen on Instagram was like, are you Diego? I was like, yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, yeah, buddy. Man, I love what you do. You know, so yeah. it, it was a great experience. Very humbling. Uh, for those that want to follow Diego, he is he can be found at alpha underscore elite underscore plumbing. That's right. Yep. And. You own or CEO or the big boss, you're the cheese, you're the man of Alpha Leap Plumbing in yeah, Colorado Springs. Yep, of Alpha so, Leap Plumbing uh, and now HVAC as well. So, Oh, shit. Yeah. Added some some uh, HVAC, huh? Adding yeah. to the portfolio. Yeah, I mean, every time we're in a customer's house, they're like, hey, can you check our furnace out or can you do this or can you do that? So I was like. I hate, you know, I hate being the guy saying, no, we can't, we can't, you know? So it's like, it, it only makes sense to add HVAC to the business as well. So we did that yeah. last year. Well, that's cool. So, and then Alpha Leap Plumbing, does it have a separate Instagram account? I think it does, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah. I don't post much on that. I probably should. Okay. But uh, okay. it's just the business account, Alpha Leap Plumbing. I now. got you. I got you. But I, I, like you said, you know, this was your first trade show experience. I got to say, like, the first two months of this year has probably been a whirlwind for you. You were just on the freaking American plumber stories. Is that, is that right? Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that was, that was a, a, a super cool experience. They actually reached out to me, Spencer with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fisher and American plumber stories. Yep. And it's like, Hey man, I see what you're doing on Instagram with the trade school and all that. And, and I would love to uh, fly out to Colorado and, and do a story on you. I said, yeah, I'm humble. Let's do it. You know, any yeah. chance I get for exposure is is uh, is welcome. Exactly. You know? uh, Talking about the American Plumber story, it was cool to get to know you a little bit in that digital realm. But walk us through your story. How how did you get involved in the trades? What? Give us a little bit of background. Most definitely. Well, before so, you even wait, wait before you even get started, you said in that clip, you said plumbing saved your life. 
It did. How? What, what, what was going on at that time of your life? It did. So I'll be transparent. I come from a, a, a trades family, you know, so I did uh, mm-hmm. every form of construction you could think of. Yeah, roofing, concrete, framing. And I knew I didn't want to do those. I knew I didn't want to go to school. I didn't even graduate high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by plumbing really saved my life because yeah. you know, I was running it gave the you direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I was running the streets, uh, acting a knucklehead, full of testosterone, mm-hmm. right? It it was taking me down a bad path in life to where I realized, man, I need to I need to really figure something out because I had my first son when I was 19 years old. And that's, you know, and I fell into plumbing right before I turned 18 and I just absolutely fell in love with the trade, man. You know, and that's that's why I credit plumbing to saving my life because I would have ended up in prison or dead you know, with the direction yeah. I was headed, uh, running those streets, you know, so that's why I, I really credit plumbing to saving my life, you know, and, and, and I mean that with everything that I am. That's why I'm so passionate uh, about yeah. this trade and this industry, you know, because yeah. it's took me from zero to 100 in, 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 a, in, in a, you know, span of a 16 year career. And I just owe everything to this trade. And that's my mission and my goal. Talking about how it saved your life, there had to be somebody in your life though, a mentor, somebody that brought you into it. Who, yeah. If there may Actually, be more than a, that. I mean, who, who brought those, who were those mentors that brought you into the industry? Sure, sure. It was actually a homeboy of mine from the streets, right? He, uh, uh, we used to do dirt together, whatever you want to call it from the streets at a young age. You know, he said, Diego, you ain't doing nothing with your life, bro. You're getting ready to have a kid. Why don't you come work with me? A, a prefabbing in this large warehouse, reverse osmosis systems for coal mines. So that's what got me started right before I turned 18. I was working in a large warehouse, didn't even remember how to read a tape measure for my youth, right? So I had to learn all over again. Brought me in there and I was pipe fitting, you know, schedule 80 PVC on these big skids. We all got laid off together. We were only there for like three months. And he's like, hey, man, mm-hmm. why don't you come to this company and apply? And I said, all right, I don't know much about plumbing, you know, other than the little bit of service plumbing I did with my family growing up. He says, come on, bro. You know, and just say you got a little bit of experience. So I said, I had three years experience. I was this 18 year old kid <laughs> said I had three years experience on my application, which I did not You know, yeah. it's like, that's what he told me to do. So I did it. And the next day I had an interview and you, in the interview knew I didn't have three years experience, but he said, you know what, Diego, I'm going to hire you. Cause I see something in you. And uh, mm-hmm. he hired me. He threw me to the wolves, told the crew leaders, this guy has three years experience. It was a, a commercial hydronic job. I had to learn quick, you know. Yeah. Sink, sink or swim. Yeah, it was sink or swim. You know, it was it was show up or not. And I showed up and, and I learned real fast. And, and I realized that I love plumbing. You know, I love everything that it offers. And, and that's that's what really got me started was uh, was that one mentor just saying, hey, come on, you ain't doing nothing with your life. Let's do yeah. this. You know, and I, I didn't so, know anything about plumbing at that time, you know. Was that part of your apprenticeship or how did how did you get started in that then? So I actually went through my plumbing apprenticeship, my personal plumbing apprenticeship when mm-hmm. I was already four years uh, into the into my career. I was just working in the field, uh, large yeah. commercial industrial projects. I got laid off from that company because anybody knows who how the trades work. You know, there's there's layoffs and uh, especially on larger commercial construction. And uh, I got a job with the uh, with the company out of Pueblo West, Vision Mechanical, who now I educate their apprentices. So they hired me, and I was there for five years. You know, I was getting ready to turn out, and they said, "Hey, 
I know you're getting ready to get your journeyman's license, but how would you like to be in our apprenticeship program? And I said, is it paid for? They said, yeah. I said, well, then yeah, I love education. Needless to say, I already had turned out as a journeyman and I still completed my apprenticeship because, you know, education is where it's at. You know, one, it's another look within the trade that a lot of uh, plumbing apprentices don't have the opportunity to do. So I, I went through that apprenticeship, turned out I was already a journeyman. And by the age of, uh, what was it, 22, 23, I was already running work, you know, on larger commercial projects. So how old were you when you made the decision? Like, man, I, I'm just going to make the jump and, and own my own company. Or so try as soon it, as least. I started plumbing, I used to joke around with people and I, it, that yeah. I worked with. And I said, you know what? I'm going to own my own business someday. Mark my words. This is when I was 18 years old, the first year apprentice. I didn't know mm-hmm. nothing about plumbing other than how to work a shovel, right? And uh, they used to they used to laugh at me and, and say, yeah, okay, Diego, whatever. Get back to work. And uh, it, it's funny because I've had several different plumbers come through my company. They ain't here. They're no longer here, but I've had them work for me. And I used to tell them, remember when I told you uh, 16 plus years ago that I'd have you working for me or whatever, 14 years ago, I'd have you working for me. And they're like, yeah, I actually do remember that. So I knew off the bat I was going to be uh, an owner someday. I just gradually you know, put the steps in place, got my journeyman's license, gained as much education as I can within the trade. Uh, eventually got serious about it when I turned 26 years old and said, you know what, I'm going to get my master license. And then as soon as I got my master license, I got my plumbing contractor's license and the rest was history. You know, they say you work eight hours a day to pay the bills and then you should work eight out another eight hours on your dreams. And that's exactly what I did with the company I was working with. I was already a, a superintendent, became a project manager, uh, at the age of 26, I was a stud. My head was this big, right? I've had my head popped many times in my life. And uh, so I, what I did is I worked, ran work, a uh, large commercial project for this company. And then the additional eight hours, I worked on my dream, you know, my own jobs. I was already a fully licensed contractor. Uh, the company I was working with, I've always been honest and transparent. And I said, look, this is what I'm going to do. You know, if you guys don't want me here, I understand. But they actually supported everything I was doing. Um, because they seen where I was headed in life, you know, so that's how I really got started until I couldn't give 110% no more, uh, which is not fair to the company that you're with. So I, I made that leap. And it was one of the uh, scariest things I ever did. You know, I didn't have a large bank account built up or nothing like that. I just had my tools, my word, uh, my networking skills, a, a little bit of uh, contractors I did business with already. And I went for it. I was uh, using my wife's 2014 Ford Explorer. It was brand new at the time, you know, dirty water heaters back there. And she was like, I don't know what you're going to do, but you can't keep using my, my, my car, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I finally financed the truck and the rest was history, man. So that's how I got going. Yeah, I, I was going to just ask you that same question. Like, you know, other than the confidence you have in your own skills, I mean, it had to be scary to like say, listen, I'm going to make this jump, but you know, the networking, the word of mouth, your past, I guess, clients that maybe wanted to move over with you. I mean, that all kind of mixes into a successful formula to, to running your own business. I was, you know, I'm very strategic about everything I do in life, especially about business. Um, I'm a visionary, right? I see long-term. Um, I'm also a very impatient person, but one thing business has taught me over the course of these six years being in business for myself is that it takes patience, <laughs> You know, and it, it takes integrity. It takes doing the right thing. Not everything is going to work out in your favor. 
but it's all about what are you going to do when you fail? What are you going to do when you mess something up? Are you going to try to sweep it under the rug? Or are you going to be a man about it and say, look, this is what happened, but I'm going to do everything in my power to correct it. That's worked for me. And that's what's grown my business this last six years. You know, Over the last few years, as you've been a business owner, you've seen the issues facing the trades and the plumbing industry and throughout the trades, really. You've decided to jump into a whole nother platform with Plum Tech Trade School. Yep. What, where was that vision? How did you, what made you think about that? What made you create that? As I was coming up in the trades, I always seen a lack of education for tradesmen, especially in, in the uh, non-union world, right? And there's, in Colorado, it's, it's a non-union state. There's, there's tons of non-union contractors. And I always seen a lack of education. So that's always been my passion, first and foremost, is, is plumbing and education within the plumbing trade. Five, it took me five years to make the leap to actually saying, okay, I have the vision. Now I'm going to make this a reality. So when the pandemic had hit in March 2020, that next day, I made the decision to say, okay, you know, people are going to really look to the trades now. And that's when I decided to actually pursue my dream of being an educator right? Of opening my own plumbing trade school. And that's exactly what I did. The, first, the whole time during the pandemic, I grinded on this thing. I invested $60,000 of my own personal money to get this thing going. And that's exactly what I did. And uh, I seen my niche in the market to, to generate a little bit, little bit of revenue to pump back into the school. And that was through continued education. The same year, Colorado, actually in 2019, Colorado passed a bill where licensed plumbers have to do eight hours of continued education every year to obtain their license again, right? And the renewal process. So I said, that's what I'm going to attack. All right. I'm going to be the first in the market and we're going to be the best in the market at what we do. And that's exactly how I got this school off the ground was with the continued education. So May 1st, the bill went into effect. We already had classes lined up and ready to go. You know, nobody else is doing what we are doing in Colorado in that aspect of continued education. Right. And just like anything in life, you got to crawl before you walk. I mentioned I was a very impatient person, but I knew after being in business, as long as I was in business, that it's going to take patience, hard work and dedication. Right. So that's how we got started with the continued education. And then from there, I got a, a, a full fledged uh, apprenticeship, multi-employer apprenticeship through the U.S. Department of Labor. So we're a full-fledged apprenticeship. Uh, large employers and any employers really pay us to educate their people. We are partnered with four different companies so far. That's what we currently do, right? But we're in the mix of uh, being accredited educator through NCCER curriculum because we already, we already use their curriculum for our apprenticeship. Now we're going to become a full-fledged accredited uh, trade school through NCCER to where anybody could come. You're getting out of high school. You want to come learn plumbing? Come to our school at affordable rate. You know, and it's just it's just my passion to build the next generation. You know, because I've seen such a huge lack of uh, of trades people coming through the trades. Right, owning a business for six years, it's a struggle finding good people. And I said, as a leader in this industry, it's my obligation and my duty to build these people instead of looking for them. So then, as a visionary, do you see yourself? positioning the school in other geographic locations throughout the U.S., or is this a Colorado Springs thing only? I love, I love, I love that you asked that question, right? I tell, I'm again ready to tell you my vision, 
And when I tell other people this, they look at me like I'm crazy, right? So it is my goal and my vision and my everything that I'm, I'm putting all myself into this thing is that I truly believe America after the pandemic is going to change our perspective on education. I believe we're in this cycle to where it's no longer going to be college, 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 college. It's going to be trade school, trade school, trade school, trade school. So with that being said, I believe at this time in history, we have a perfect moment to grow this school, not just in Colorado Springs, but I want to put the systems and processes and the, the state-of-the-art training facility here in Colorado Springs. And I want to be able to pick that training facility up and put it in every other state that wants to have that training facility there. That is the goal. That is the mission. And I believe it with everything I am. I already see the vision clearly. It's going to happen. It's just a matter, okay, I need the proper people, the proper steps in place in order to get to that vision, right? So, yeah, to answer your question, that's, that's what we're working on. Yep. JP, we need to send Diego to Shark Tank. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think you need a little patience in there too. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting to me going back to, you know, you started this during the pandemic when the pandemic started and you're right. Like a lot of people were moving towards the trades, but the majority of people were working virtually and like in their homes and on computers and in their underwear and pajamas and you were thinking about a brick and mortar place where people can get together and learn and connect. Did it happen right away? I mean, how did you? It, it, we yeah. didn't really get going uh, with having in-person classes till after May 1st of 2021. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the whole year in 2020 was built shaking hands, making those connections, uh, getting accredited through call, the state of Colorado. So really the first year was just build, 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 right? Build it and yeah. they will come. And then yeah. when we finally really launched in March of May of 2021, they came. Just the the experience, I learned more from the licensed plumbers that are in my continued education course than they probably learned from me, right? So hence, I'm going to be the smartest plumber in Colorado here shortly. <laughs> That's right. Well, how many people go through the program or how many So how we've many had over to date, uh, I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's close to over 170 licensed plumbers we've had come through our continued education course in one year. And from May to February, because that's the deadline for the first year. Um, and we in, in the last two months in, in January, we were able to launch an online course as well. So I'd have to look at the, the numbers of how many people we've already had come through the online program of the continued education as well. And, he, and here's the thing, right? Yeah, it's a Colorado continued education course, but anybody in the country can take this course, right? It has to do with plumbing and codes within plumbing. I get everywhere has different codes, but this code that we go based off is the 2018 IPC code, you know? So any state that has that code could take this course and learn, oh, right? That's so, interesting. Yeah. And, and we are getting ready to pump out a lot more online courses as well, you know, cause we just don't want to touch our community. We want to try to touch every other community as well. Hey, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about familia. And sure. uh, I know you have kids and a <laughs> wife and how do you, how do you balance all that? Um, my wife would say not very well. <laughs> so how I balance it, bro, because I, I work and run a business, plumbing and HVAC business all day. And then I educate from five to nine in, in our apprenticeship program. So by the time I get home, it's 930. So how I've been able to manage that is selling my wife the dream. 
and trying to spend as much time as I can with my kids when I'm not working. But I'm always working, you know, but I involve my kids with coming with me to work. My oldest daughter, she's she's 11, uh, wants to be a plumber. Right. And so she comes with me. My son comes with me to work. God, I got, I got such a good wife. They don't make them like her anymore. Um, yeah. But you she, have three kids. I got four kids. Four kids. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to grow up with them. well you said you had this your son at 18 yeah 19 19 19 yeah he's 13 now you know and and uh i've had to grow up with them and and needless to say i've finally grown up in year 33 34 you know i got a great family they support everything that i do um my wife has the toughest job of being a full-time stay-at-home mom so you know they they support everything i do because they believe in the vision they believe in the dream and one day one day I could spend all the time in the world that I want with them. I'm I keep telling Monica I'm selling her the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell the, I tell the same thing to Cynthia. Trust me. I don't know how well it works, but I, I tell her all the time. I'm I hey, try to sell when the, the bank dream. account fluctuates so much in our plumbing <laughs> yeah. business, you know, she's yeah. like, okay, the dream's working. And then it's all the way down. And she's like, what the hell, Diego? I'm like, yeah, hey, that's well, just the nature of the business, you know? So I know uh, working out's a big you know, you like to do as a hobby. Um, yep. How do you do it? You do go in the morning or how do you, well, how do you do I'm that? 2% of the population that thrives off of four, two hours of sleep. When I get home at nine 30 at night, I stay up late with my family. You know, we're all night owls. Just, that's just the way we are. I still get up at four 30 every morning, regardless if I go to bed at one or two. And it's just me, right? That's just how I've always been my whole life. And uh, so I hit the gym first thing in the morning and people think it's, yeah, it's for my health, but it's for my mental health, (laughs) especially running a plumbing HVAC business and a school. It's definitely for my mental health, helps my mental health. So, so you get two hours of sleep. Did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. About four hours on a good night and and two hours of sleep. That's just how I've always been, man. And and if I get eight hours, I'm all, I'm not, I'm not myself. Some people are wired that way. That's yeah. how it's always been in my life. But yeah, I, I love working out, man. I have to work out for my brain. <laughs> and yeah. and obviously, you know, being in the trade, you got to be physically fit, dude. It's a tough job. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, real quick, you had mentioned you you climbed Pikes Peak a couple of times. What's the elevation on that? Uh, 14,000 feet, just a little over 14,000 feet. It's a 14,000. You really climbed the top of that? Twice. I did. First time, what? man, I just jumped Like off. in a gondola or like some sort of like. You know, machine or what? how do you? <laughs> yeah, my sixty-four impactas, man. <laughs> my feet. I went climbed up there with my feet. Well, the last two miles, I, I, uh, what do you call that? I army crawled up it because my legs were done. <laughs> wow. So, Dang. you know what's awesome so, uh, about climbing a fourteen thousand foot mountain is that I compare it to a lot like life, right? Just like plumbing mm-hmm. in life. You see the top of the mountain and you're two miles from the top of the mountain and it's, it's, and you're done, right? Your body's shutting down. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping you going is your mind, you know, is is your thoughts, is your faith that I'm going to make it. And if I turn back, well, look how far the, look how far I got to go back. Why would I go back if I've already been through hell? You just keep going. You know, your, our brains are just so wired to be awesome human beings. And my brain is what really pushed me through that. And that experience of challenging yourself causes growth, you know? And I believe that us as humans have to challenge ourselves in order to grow. Yeah. 
and and that's why I decided to climb Pikes Peak twice. Wow. <laughs> Needed wow. A, a reassurance that what I'm doing is right. Yeah. So you hit that 14,000 foot summit. Now you're looking for the 16,000 foot and then the 18,000 no. and the 20,000. I, I, no, I'm good with 14,000. <laughs> well, that's good because actually I watch a lot of these uh, these shows on Netflix and I don't know, National Geographic. There's one about, called right? Free Solo. Have you seen this one, Free Solo, where the guy yeah. he climbs yes. El Capitan in Yosemite without any ropes? Mm-hmm. And I watch it like 10 times and I'm still thinking he's going to fall off the fucker. Cause I don't, I can't oh, believe yeah. he would do something like that. Yeah. But then, you know, 95% of the climbers, you, you read in the paper that they died and you're like, Oh, yeah. well, like who knew, you know, no, and that's, <laughs> that's just how the plumbing industry is, man, is yeah. it, what I love about this industry is that it's unlimited growth. Yeah. You max out here, you max out here, you max out here. But when you max out here, there's other doors that are opening that you can build, right? That you can build yeah. on and climb on. And that's why I love the industry. And in and, and my classes to my apprentices that I, that I educate, I, it's really about keeping them motivated and selling them the dream. And I use yeah. myself as an example, not putting myself on a pedestal, just keeping it 100 with these, with these young men. You know, like, look, I've been where, you at, where you're at in life. And if you yep. stick with this trade and you grind it out and you show up positive every day and, and ready to go and enjoy what you do, the 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 success is endless for you in your career. Yeah. I'm the prime example. I'm living proof. Yeah, it's, you it's, said whatever you put into it, the trades will give it back to you. It will. You said it will, yeah. and I believe that. Look at everybody that was at the wet show. Every one of those yep. plumbers. Uh, uh, HVAC guys that were there, some HVAC guys were there, uh, drain cleaners, you know, drain, drain pros, excuse me, not cleaners, because they're pros, man. That It's not as easy as people think it is. You know, they're, they're just some savages in life, you know, and there's yeah. a reason why they're there. Do you ever think about growing like a long beard like Alan or, you know, the other guys? <laughs> I, like? I wish I could. That's what I was joking with the guys about at the West Shows. You see this little bit of beard I got right here? Yeah. I've been growing this for 34 years. <laughs> so, no, I can't yeah. grow a beard like that, but I wish I could. Looks That's good awesome. on the man. Well, I was going to say, talking about looks, and I know, Diego, you talked about it on uh, Plumber Stories. I'm curious, the cultural significance of all the tattoos and the beautiful artwork that you have, what's importance to you? What's it mean? And I think it's great. Uh, sure. I know that culturally it's it's different from culture to culture, but it is. I'm curious your input. What what does it mean to you? So it, it's like I said in American Plumbing Stories, it's my life story, man. I've uh, I grew up in a in a great family. Uh, obviously, one side of my family was alcohol alcoholism family, and so I experienced both sides of of a poverty side family and a, a fam an entrepreneur family. I've had a lot of trauma and pain in my life. So when I get tattooed, it's just a remembrance of that, tra- that, that challenges that I overcame in life from the pain and trauma that I've experienced in life. And we all experience that, right? Just, it's just different scenarios. So culturally, uh, I'm a Chicano, right? There's not many of us left, but for those of who, who know us, we are a, a special culture that is based in the Southwest and, and West Coast of this country. You know, we, we, our, our family has been here for generations, right? We're native to these lands. So we're Chicanos. We're not Mexicans. It, it was a, a derogatory, derogatory term to Mexicans, to other Mexicans that lived here in the United States, right? So I embraced it. You know, I'm an American. 
with Mexican and Spanish descent and native descent. And that's exactly what that is. So in my culture, tattoos are a big thing uh, because a lot of our people have been in and out of prisons. And I, and, I, and, and I changed that statistic with what I got going on, right? Because I should have been there too with the choices I was making in life. And that's why I say I'm living proof. And that's why I put the tattoos on my body to explain the pain, the trauma, the good times, the great times, the positive times in my life. And that's the significance of, of, of the artwork on my body, you know, and, and it's awesome because customers, I'm myself, man. I show people my heart, right? Tattoos don't mean yeah. nothing. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Uh, to me, they yeah. do, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I, I get a kick out of it because when customers get, when they initially see me, because they do their research, they know who I am. I'm, a, I'm very mm-hmm. well decorated with rewards in my community, awards, I should say, in my community, right? So it's just like a talking piece to customers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy. They're like, can I see your back? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Signature yeah. here. You know, so yeah, it's, it's exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So customers actually thrive off the tattoos, man. They like it a lot. You're a young dude. You're going to run out of real estate at some point with your tattoos. <laughs> I mean, how much How much more you got left or how much more uh, got, you know, body I, I space the, do you have? Right. I got the front of my torso left, well, the bottom half of my torso, and then uh, just my thighs. That's what's left. And my head, I'm not yeah. going to do my head. I got. Yeah. I already have some on my head, and they look, they look decent, so I don't want the whole head, you know. I don't want to yeah. look like I just got out of prison, you know what I mean, hmm. which I probably already do, but it's all right. Well, Tim and I talked about this earlier today and about, you know, tattoos and whether yeah. like, oh, if you showed up in someone's house and yeah, maybe some people do get a little alarmed by it. But for us, like if you can do the job, I don't do give the job. It. Yeah. yeah. I don't the care. Job. That's how we, that's what we do, man. There's a reason why we have a, a five-star rating on Google. You know, there's yep. a, a reason why, you know, in 2020, I'm not plugging myself. I'm just being real. We won Hispanic business of the year. Awesome. Uh, we won 2020 Rising Professional of the Year. This last year, I won Colorado Springs Business Journal Award. You know, so there's there's a there's a reason why, you know, we're at where we're at. You know, and it's nice. not that's that's what I tell everybody. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what tattoos you have. All that matters is that you you lead with your heart, and you yep. treat people the way you want to be treated, and you have integrity. You know, and, and yeah. that's why our customers love us. You know. Don't lose that passion. Whatever you yeah. do, don't lose that passion. Hey, you got to have a lot of passion being an educator. Let me tell you. <laughs> Speaking of uh, ratings, to, <laughs> I was on our Apple podcast page and you scroll all the way to the bottom and you can rate our podcast. I think it's five stars. And when I hit the the last scroll, it accidentally hit like the third star and then it submitted it. So if we get like a, a lower rating, it's because I actually did it. <laughs> but I think we're at five stars, Tim. 12 reviews at five stars. So 12 you know, reviews at five stars, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to so. have to hop on and leave you guys a review after this. I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity. I really do. No, thank you. And I'd love to have you back at some point, maybe over the summer. I mean, this is. You know, we always say to our guests, but we've been talking 35 minutes and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface yeah. of, of you and what you, you what you represent and, you know, what you're doing in your state and your vision for, you know, like we talked about across yeah. the country. A lot of cool stuff you're 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 uh, getting into here. I'm telling you, you know, Shark Tank is Shark Tank is waiting. Well, shark, not even Shark <laughs> Tank. Right? Here's the thing. I just got I'm going to be honest with you guys and transparent because this is this is a, a selfish plug. All right. So. 
I, I met with a lawyer and what I'm looking to do with the school is to sell 5% shares within the school. Okay. And that's a way to raise capital to really give us that push to move forward. Right. Because what I built and what I'm doing, I'm maxed out, right? There's not tons of money in education and there's really not. And, and the thing is, is I'm not loyal to money. This is not about the money, but unfortunately to build opportunities for other humans in this trade, it takes money, right? It takes a lot of money. So we'll be uh, drafting something up to where we could sell 5% shares within the school. And I only want to partner with like-minded individuals that see the vision and see the future and, and, and can contribute to what we already do. So that's what I, that's what I got in the works. You know, sky's the limit. I've already talked to several plumbers who are interested across the country. You know, I, I want to partner with other plumbers, like-minded individuals that say, hey, let's grow this thing. You know, let's grow this school and make it something great. Diego, what's your website for the school? It's www.plumtechtradeschool.com. Obviously, awesome. you've got a contact information on there if somebody wants to reach out to you or they can follow you yeah. on Instagram and catch hit you up there. Yep, yep. Reach out to me and, and uh, I'm an easy guy to communicate with. I don't bullshit you. I'm a straight shooter. I'm transparent. I'm honest. And uh, that's the only way to be in life. But, yeah, it's funny. Know, it's- full full disclosure. Before we jumped on, I said, you know, I met Diego at this event and we talked briefly. I said, I don't know if he's going to like answer these questions, like you know, be verbose and talk long. And and I, did, huh? <laughs> I could just give you the mic and you roll, baby. You roll. <laughs> well, I'm very well. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, groomed very well. Uh, yeah. Put together. I do have a public relations team. Oh, um, that, that helps me, uh, keep my mouth shut from time to time. <laughs> yeah. You know, as plumbers, we, we kind of have a, uh, we speak our mind, you know, but yeah, sometimes that's what you really yeah. pump the brakes sometimes and be, be a, yep. a, a professional, you know? But, well, Diego, thanks for jumping on, uh, you know, all throughout the podcast, we, you mentioned visionary and we need more people like you in yes, this we industry. Do. We really I do. Agree. And, you know, thank you for what you're doing, man. It's, that's a pretty cool thing. And I, I appreciate cool thing, it, man. man. You know, I, I, it sky's the limit, man. We are just getting started. We are just scratching the surface with this school. Without God, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And, and without people like you in the industry, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So uh, mad love and respect to you guys, Mechanical Hub, uh, Plumbing Perspective. Yeah. You guys keep doing what you're doing because it's very well needed. And uh, yeah. I'm going to start pushing this show out to all my apprentices and uh, whoever I come in contact with, you know, to say, hey, listen, oh. listen to this podcast. You know, it's thank you. Thank you. Out. We appreciate that. No worries, man. And for those listening um, that aren't following Diego, it's at alpha underscore elite, E-L-I-T-E underscore plumbing. So he's a good follow. He's doing some really cool things. Diego, thanks for jumping on, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Diego. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Not Dead Yet podcast is powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum and graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening and until next week. <laughs>